Well, Pistons fans, there went all that excitement. I'm sorry to break it to you guys. If you guys didn't hear the news, the Bobo trade has been voided. No more uh, looking forward to seeing him in a Pistons jersey because it's just not happening anymore. We'll talk about why, what happened there. We'll talk about some other trades with Jeremy Grant, a trade that went through yesterday that could say some things with Jeremy Grant and the Cam Reddish trade to New York. We'll talk about all that on today's episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. I'm your host, Kuka Hill. Per usual, you can find me over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. And like I said in the cold intro, man, we don't got a, we don't got good news today unless you just didn't want Bobo on the team. But it sounds like the majority of you guys were really excited, just like I was to see Bobo in a Pistons uniform. But it just doesn't look like it's going to happen because the Pistons voided a trade because of medical issues. Apparently, Bobo did not pass his physical with the Pistons. By the way, I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And check us out over on YouTube at Lockdown Pistons if you haven't already hit that subscribe button. But, yeah. Bobo will not be a Detroit Piston, and we brought friend of the podcast, Bryce, onto the podcast to talk about this news. Uh, Bryce, first of all, how you doing? And second, I, I, I'm sure you're just as disappointed as, as the rest of the Pistons fans are about this. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me back on. Always enjoy it. And yeah, I mean, I spent a lot of work on Bull Bull. You know, the trade happened, and you spent a few hours in that breakdown. I believe I, I yeah. went right, I went right into it that night, and then all day the next day, I had it ready. The next day, it waited. They they waited at Detroit Bad Boys a couple of days to drop it, but um, which I enjoyed it. It was good to find out about him, and you see other people play as well. Um, it was funny because I had told quick story. Sorry, I, I told my wife that day. I'm like. I got to do this, this, and then tonight, no more piston stuff. I think we were off from school that day or something. I was like, no more piston stuff. I'll come home, and the night is yours. And I got home. She's like, why do you have your computer? I was like, well, um, the pistons made a trade, so I, I have to get back to work. And she was like, fine, do you know, do whatever you got to do. So um, uh, it's upsetting because it sucks for Bull Bull. You were hoping this was going to be a chance for him to – um, you know, maybe get a fresh start and sign a show if he had an NBA future. And it stinks for Pistons fan because this was something that was going to be exciting to watch here for the next few games to find out whether he had any real game or not. Yeah, and you know, it again, it, a lot of Pistons fans were just excited about something. I was excited about something. This team needed some kind of excitement injected into them uh, because it really has been rough. They have won four of their last six. But it, it's, it almost feels like, you know, outside of Cade, uh, who has a bad game every now and then, he's a rookie, he's not going to come out and, and light it up every single night. But outside of Cade, it's really just been a struggle, I feel like, for Pistons fans. It's even been a struggle for me to really, like, watch and find stuff to, like, you know, be be excited about. Uh, and when the Bobo trade happened, everyone got so excited, not just because, like, Bobo may have been a bad player. Like, he wasn't, like, some guaranteed good player. But he's a very famous player. He's a very interesting player. Everyone knows who he is. He's very popular, uh, and, and he's one of those, like, interesting prospects. Like, his his build, his the idea of Bull Bull is, like, extremely exciting. So it was just something that everyone was looking forward to seeing. And like I said, it, it's been voided, according to Woj. It was voided because of a physical. Um, and this is something I just now saw this, Bryce. So 
This came out 30 minutes ago. I just saw it. So let's go ahead and get your thoughts on this real quick. Um, we don't know what it was with Bobo. Uh, he did have that foot injury in college. I wonder if it has something to do with that. Uh, it could. He just had COVID a few weeks ago. Maybe. I, I don't know something with that. I don't want to speculate on what's quote unquote wrong with him, but he did not pass the physical for the Pistons at least. So we don't know what it is yet. However, this is what Michael Malone just said 30 minutes ago. Uh, they were asked about Bobo, and he said, "Quote unquote, we feel that he's actually we feel that he's healthy." Um, Bryce, does that does that make you what, what? What do you take from that right there? That's very interesting quote from Mike Malone. Like you yeah. just, you know, for him to say that, I mean, I I feel like he almost has to say that maybe to protect their physicians and their doctors with the Nuggets organization. I don't know that he's purposely throwing shade at the Pistons organization, um, but it's just one of those things you feel like you have to say something that protects your organization and the the, the people in, with, that, are, that are around your players. But you, like you said, this is really interesting. Um, I, I'm always curious. I don't know if we'll find out or not. Um, you know, Keith Smith, I just think, tweeted this out that like three of the last five or six of these that have happened have been with Detroit Pistons players. Yep. Um, some of them have been like serious issues. Some, like you said, you know, you brought up the foot thing or whatever that was at Oregon. You know, sometimes it may have stuff to do with that. So you, you just never know. Like my initial reaction, I'll be honest, Koo, is like, I hope he's okay. Like I, wasn't it Karis LeVert? Like, yep. like was that right after the trade? Yeah, they found was, out or, that he had a cancer, I believe. Uh, and where was, I don't know where was it was that. Was it lung or something? Like, yeah. And so I don't know if that was part of the physical with the trade or whatever, but like, like that was the first thing I thought of was like, is this something like, like serious, like, you know, life threatening, serious health threatening. Um, and I'll be interested to see if we find out or not. Yeah. And again, there's so many things about this. It's just, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm, if I'm being honest with you guys, this is a little, I'm, I'm not going to say like the Pistons are, are like up to something, but this is a little fishy to me at least because it is, this is a weird situation. This is, uh, you know, Rodney Magruder was already practicing with the Nuggets. He had already got there, and he was practicing with them. Um, again, Michael Malone just said he feels that Bobo is healthy. Bobo literally just participated in a game for them last week. Um, so there's been I've seen Nuggets guys talk about how he has been relatively healthy for the three years he's been over there. He just that hasn't been reason why he hasn't been playing. They've said that he's been healthy. Again, Michael Malone says he's healthy. Um, I I don't know, man. This is it's really interesting because it like the trade. The thing about it is like the trade was if it looked like it was processed because again, Rodney Magruder is already over in Denver practicing with them. So it's like, okay, now we have to send Rodney Magruder back to Detroit. Bobo has to come back to Denver who, by the way, gave his Jersey number away already to James Ennis, who they just signed to a 10 day contract. Um, and like you said, I just feel bad for Bobo because you know, he's been looking, he's been wanting to get this shot to be able to prove that he could be something in the NBA and the Pistons, it looked like from all reports and what everything was said, he was going to get major minutes over here. He was going to get that chance. Uh, but for whatever reason or whatever it was, uh, the Pistons saw something that apparently they um, they they didn't like and was, you know, was enough to scare them away. I will bring this up. Now, we had something interesting happening on Twitter when this stuff went off. Uh, Donatus Matayunas, if you guys are Pistons fans for a few years now, uh, you guys will remember that. Stan Van Gundy made a trade for him back, I believe, in 2017, I believe it was. He made a trade for uh, Mata Yunus. 
He traded a first-round pick, but that one ended up getting voided as well because he failed a uh, physical with the Pistons. My Eunice today, uh, when the news of Bobo came out, he went on Twitter and basically lit the Pistons a new one uh, and talked about how, you know, when the NBA are going to stop letting these teams ruin these players' careers. Uh, he said that the Pistons told him that he wouldn't be able to play basketball again for, for the rest of his life, and apparently he's still playing basketball, yet, let alone it's overseas, but he's still playing basketball. So he basically was going at the Pistons all day. Uh, just something interesting. It's a weird situation for sure. Um, it sucks because, again, all of us were looking forward to seeing Bobo in a Pistons jersey. It was going to be extremely exciting, whether he was good or bad. I don't think it really mattered for that at that point. I, everyone just wanted something exciting and wanted to, uh, you know, see some, some something different in a Pistons uniform, and it was definitely going to provide that. But it is what it is. When we come back, we had a trade pop off. outside After the Bobo trade was voided, Cam Reddish was traded from the Atlanta Hawks, who you guys will know was rumored in some Jeremy Grant packages. Atlanta Hawks got a pick in return. Could that be used to go after Jeremy Grant? Who are some other trade guy, or other teams that could be going after Jeremy Grant? And I'll bring up something else that I found interesting with Bobo and this whole situation going on with him. But first, I got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors. First up, let me tell you guys about BetOnline AG. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline also is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So again, Check out their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus by using our promo code LOCKEDON. Again, our promo code LOCKEDON for 50% off your welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, check out the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Uh, but before we move on to the Cam Reddish trade, Bryce, and and, and some tra- uh, Jimmy Grant trade packages or all that stuff, I just want to bring this up. This is my one issue with the Pistons. And I, I guess I shouldn't be – it's not really an issue. It, let me not let me word it correctly. It's not an issue. It's just like a – I'm kind of confused here. I'm just a little confused. Because unless I am – we're waiting to see, like, what it was about Bobo. Uh, but unless it was something, like – I mean, we hope not, like you said, but unless it was something like serious that no one knew about, um, it was known ahead of time when you traded for Bobo that he had injury risk. Like he was, he himself, whether he's healthy right now or not, is going to be injury risk because of his body frame, his body type. Uh, and, and, you know, he's 7'2", like 200, what is it, like 210 pounds, 7'2". Uh, those kind of guys, they ha- they're injury concerns at all times. Uh, and, you know, I feel like the Pistons knew trading for him that was going to be that was going to be something they would have to commit medical resources to and 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 time to with him. And that one of the reasons why he hadn't been getting minutes for Denver and one of the reasons why he hadn't been traded for yet is because of that. Teams don't know if can he play 20 minutes a night? Can he play 30 minutes a night over and over and over again with his body holding up? So for me, my thing was if the Pistons gave up of anything of value for Bobo, then I could understand like, okay, that makes sense. You voided it. They gave up Magruder and what's probably going to be the 58th pick. Uh, you knew that Bobo was going to be an injury risk anyways. In my opinion, you're not giving up anything of value. 
if he wasn't good or if something happened injury-wise, you were probably just going to let him walk anyways at the end of the year. I don't feel like, again, unless something serious was found with him in this physical, I don't see how this changes anything, like, towards the end, throughout the rest of the season. Again, unless they found something serious, I feel like the reward of seeing whatever you, whatever it was, if he can push through it and, and, and remain healthy and actually handle the minutes, okay, then you got the reward. And if he doesn't, okay, then you lost Rodney Magruder in the 58th pick. I don't think for any you're not going to get anyone with as much upside as Bobo with that package. He doesn't have as much likely chance as anybody else is hitting their ceiling, but his ceiling is higher than just about anybody else you'll find. So uh, that, that's the only thing with me. It's not like a break move or like or make or break move for the Pistons, like destroying their organizations. I'm not saying that. It's just like. It's a little confusing to me. I I, I don't see I, I would have if it was me, I would have just wrote it out the rest of the season. If it didn't work out, he wasn't able to play. Oh well. I took the chance. I lost Rodney Magruder in the 50th pick. I'm not sweating it. Yeah, that's what's really interesting. Like you say, like whatever the injury stuff was, if that's what it was, something to do with that, then it had to be really, really bad, like really, really concerning for you to just say, like, like you say, like almost like a guarantee from the doctors, like. He has something wrong with this or that or whatever, and he's just absolutely not going to be able to play minutes. And I, I, I would be interested to know like what they would see that you know, whenever they do that, they would lend them to saying that. So uh, as you've talked about this, I can't help but bring this up, Ku. And uh, you know, I, I don't mean to speculate or you know whatever, but like you almost have to wonder if somebody got cold feet on this, like. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know which side it would be, but did like Troy Weaver make this decision and then for some reason change his mind? You know, I I, I don't think NBA organizations or any professional organizations are above like fudging, uh, you know, fudging this to be like, no, we, we don't want Bull Bull or even Bull Bull saying, I don't want to go play in Detroit. Like I don't want, you know, and you know, so I, I don't know how that would work. Like, I don't know the, like, I just can't help but wonder if that's what ended up happening here was one side or the other got cold feet or decided they didn't want to go through with it. And this was the last resort to keep it from happening. And because he has some, a little bit of an injury history and because of all the things you're talking about, maybe this was the Avenue or the means to voiding the trade and, you know, starting back over. Yeah. Like I said, we're going to be following this closely. Hopefully nothing was too serious with Bobo. Uh, but again, I think it's incredibly interesting that Mike Malone is now saying that he's healthy again. He just played last week, so it's like I, I, I we need to see get some more reporting on this. We need we need to hear more about this because at the very least, it's interesting. It it's 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 weird situation. Definitely a, a weird situation that it'll we need. Be, it'll be interesting how many minutes he plays for the Nuggets or their G League affiliate or whatever the, the rest of this season. It'll be very interesting. Um, and then what his market is, Koo, this is the interesting. You're assuming the Nuggets won't bring him back or give him the qualifying offer. So it'll be interesting to see what his free agent market is to this coming offseason and then what he has next year. So I think you we'll figure all- that like you figured that like whatever the team doctors, the Pistons found, you know, other and professional the- teams, doctors will be able to see the same thing. So will they do they see the same thing as the Pistons? And if they do, if it's that serious, would any, would any other team even take a chance on them then? So that, if a that, team does take a chance, it's going to look a little – it's also going to look like, okay, well, what was it that you saw that was so scary for you but not apparently so scary for another team? It's, and, a, it's interesting. And that's where my cold feet theory, like, really breaks down because as an organization, you're putting your doctors in a tough spot. And Bull Bull wouldn't have wanted to do that because this puts a 
dark cloud over his medical history, you know, or whatever injury history. So that's where like, I don't think that that's probably what it was, but it's like, I don't know. Like you said, it's just, it's interesting. It has my mind wondering, like, how could they not have known? What could they have found out that it was that bad? How is Rodney Magruder practicing in Denver? Who's going to get yeah. in trouble? Who's going to get in trouble for that? Like you have to imagine the Nuggets going to get a slap on the wrist for, you know, having a player participate in practice that wasn't even officially a member of their team. Well, like I, I will say this, uh, and then and then we can move on to the Jeremy Grant trip. I will say this: Rod Beard of the Detroit News did say to me on Twitter that in his time, what he understood, a player was not allowed to practice with a team until a trade was finalized. Now, I, I don't know if that's like a like a, just the you know like an unwritten rule or if that's like a league rule or or what's up. But again. This whole situation is very weird. We need to see how it plays out over the next few days. I'm sure there's going to be more reporting on this uh, from somewhere, Denver side, Detroit side. Like it, we're going to be staying tuned. We'll keep you guys updated on what we hear and and, and what happens here. But um, at the end of the day, it's not as interesting as what it as what it would have been to see Bull Bull on the court, though. And that's what yep. stinks. Like, yeah, that's, it sucks. Tonight, Friday night, we was the night we all assumed we would see him play. I bet it wasn't a ton of minutes, but. Um, over the next few, it would have been interesting, if nothing else, intriguing. I was intrigued to watch him play and see what role he could have carved out. All right. Bobo trade voided. He is not going to be Detroit Piston. Again, he had just played on January 5th. Interesting. Um, anyways, Cam Reddish has been traded from the Atlanta Hawks. He is going to the New York Knicks. That doesn't buy, uh, have anything to do with the Pistons, right? Well, it very well could be. Um one, Cam Reddish was someone that was rumored in trade packages with uh, the Atlanta Hawks for Jamie Grant for weeks now, months now, uh, and he's now off the market. Did the Atlanta Hawks trade Cam Reddish to get a first-round pick, which they got from the New York Knicks, in order to be able to make a move for Jamie Grant? Woj tweeted out and said that they did this move, and he basically confirmed himself to try and make a secondary bigger move at some point before the trade deadline. Bryce, do you think that could be the move that, that could, they could be looking forward to doing? Mind you, I will throw this out there for you guys before Bryce goes real quick, that they did say that the Pistons were one of the teams who were in talks for Cam Reddish with the Hawks before they pulled this deal off. So do you think that this could be like some kind of understanding that the Hawks have of what Jeremy Grant's price is and they went out to try to get what they needed to match it? Or are they going for the Ben Simmons sweepstakes? What, what do you think is going on here? So one, we talked about the Ben Simmons thing before the episode. And I just, to me, that doesn't make sense. If I'm the Sixers, like, I mean, maybe they would, but uh, more draft capital for the Sixers doesn't necessarily make sense. Like, I feel like they're in win now. Like they would want a player in return that's going to be ready to play sooner rather than later. Um, I also, like, as you were talking about that, because I don't necessarily, like two first round picks would be very good value for Jeremy Grant. Plus, I mean, obviously there has to be players in there as well. I've gone on the record of saying I want a guy that I know is probably a 75% better chance of being a starter for the Pistons moving forward. Um, and if you're getting two first-round picks, you're probably not also getting that type of player. So, but as you were talking about, I wonder, maybe the Hawks just made this trade so they would have one first-round pick left over. You know, So they're not completely mm -hmm. void of first-round picks. Does that make sense? Yeah. So maybe the Pistons are like, no, we don't want, really want Cam Reddish. We want, you know, such player. Let's just go DeAndre Hunter. Let's let's work with that. We want DeAndre Hunter, and we want a first-round pick. And so the Hawks said, well, we'll let Cam Reddish go, 
we'll get a first round pick that I believe is actually Charlotte's if I'm not Correct. mistaken. And at least we can keep that one whenever we trade you ours or vice versa, whatever. And so um, I think I still like that better than two first round picks in return, even though I think a lot of fans would be happy with two first round picks. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I'll give my side of this and what I think after the ad break, though. When we come back, we'll talk about that. Some other trade packages possibly with Jeremy Grant. And if we have enough time, we're going to get Bryce's thought on the 46-point loss the Pistons had against the Chicago Bulls. You guys got the whole episode with me raging and losing it. So I'll give Bryce this chance if we have time at the end to talk about it. But first, got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors. You guys' favorite sponsor, Bill Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Bilt Bar in your plan. Bilt Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or maybe even better than a candy bar. Bilt Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll actually want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it also just gets so boring sometimes. But like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's all the chocolate at? Well, Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most built bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret st- treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with built bars. So when you're craving a snack or a treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited-time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com on your next order. Make sure you guys go check that out. Take advantage of it. Again, LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head over to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit the subscribe button. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate it. It's the best way to support the podcast. Um, But, yeah, let's get back to the talk about the Atlanta Hawks trade and whether this was for uh, a future move for Jeremy Grant. So Woj basically confirmed that this was for a future move. He didn't confirm that it's for Jeremy Grant. But he did say that this was for a future move that they plan on trying to make after this. Uh, if I could get this, uh, where is it at right here? Um, right here. He says, Reddish 22 gets his wish for a deal to a team with the ability to give him an increased role and an exception this summer. And the Hawks get a first-round pick that will be useful in more deal-making to improve the roster. Uh, and like Bryce said, it is the Charlotte first-round pick. And we know that Atlanta's been trying to make a big move. They've been rooming in big moves. Uh, so, again, do I think this could be for Jeremy Grant? I think I think it's incredibly interesting thing about because they were talking to the Pistons about Cam Reddish. So maybe they offered the Pistons Cam Reddish and something else. The Pistons didn't want Cam Reddish for Jeremy Grant. And the Hawks now know because of what they've talked with the, with the Pistons. They know what the price is for Jeremy Grant. So they went out and got what they needed to deal for Jeremy Grant. And now that's possibly what they want to do there. Um, they could be going for the Ben Simmons sweepstakes. But like Bryce said, it doesn't make much sense from what we've heard with the 76ers who are delusional as hell and still delusional in January about what they're going to get from uh, Ben Simmons. Uh, it doesn't make sense for them to take on draft capital. Uh, and I don't know many other players were on the block right now that they, that are better than Jeremy Grant. I know 
Miles Turner, Indiana is on the table. Demonis Sabonis is uh, on the table. Also, Karis LeVert on the table. Um, Bryce, do you know any other guys that are being rumored right now heavily in, in the trade trade rumor, in the trade market? No, I mean, I feel like Portland's a name that continues to come up just in general. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know where they're at necessarily. And they're, you know, they're number 10 right now in the West, even though they're eight games under 500. And, and Dame just got surgery too. He's going to be Dame, out for, I think they said six to seven weeks. Which that's another, I, I know we're getting off thought. Like, did you see James Edwards III, the athletic article he had? The, whoever the athletic, port, the Portland athletic guy um, he actually had Norman Powell coming back to the Pistons in, in his trade or whatever that they did with Jeremy Grant, which I thought was kind of interesting. I, I That might not excite a lot of fans, but that was sneaky one I kind of liked. Um, sorry, I know I got off track there. I'm trying to just look through some other teams and what players may be, you know, unless Boston decides to sell on, I would assume it was Jalen Brown, not Jason Tatum, obviously. Uh, outside of that, I don't see him see, you know, what other big name, bigger name than Jeremy Grant. Yeah. So I think with that, if, if Atlanta's looking to make a move, I think Jeremy Grant probably is the best option for them right now. And I, I don't know. I, again, I don't know many other players who are rumored to be on the market. Now, again, Pistons fans should know all well that just because the team's not, our players not being rumored to be on the market doesn't mean he's not actually on the market. Again, they trade for Blake Griffin and no one thought Blake was going to be traded uh, by the Clippers, and that came out of nowhere. So who knows who's actually on the market or not. But from what's being rumored out there, I think Jeremy Grant's the best option right now. Um, I, let's talk about the athletic article again. Because uh, they did have a few – James had a few people in there, uh, a few – the athletic beat writers for multiple different teams in there that have been rumored to be interested in Jeremy Grant. That's from Los Angeles Lakers, uh, the New York Knicks, Washington, and Portland. You mentioned the the, the Portland one. Uh, let me scroll down to the Portland one so I have it right in front of me. Uh, so this one involves Jamie Grant for Norman Powell and Ben McLemore. Uh, you said you like this one? I said it interesting more than what I would have thought originally because I, I, Killian Hayes fans wouldn't like this one because this probably moves Killian Hayes to the bench or at least out of the starting lineup. Um, I say, or I guess, or he could be a part of the trade. Um but I, I do like the Norman Powell type of player um, for this team. Now, I would rather it be a three than a two. Norman Powell is only 6'4". So I, don't, I, I would like a wing that can play next to Killian and Cade still. I still want to see Killian in the starting lineup. And so Norman Powell wouldn't necessarily fit that perfectly. But he's a guy that's averaged almost 20 points a game for the last few, few seasons. So, um, no, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily hate that one at all. Uh, so, in my opinion, I would not. I, I don't think I'm that big of a deal here, uh, because or not. I don't. I don't really like this one for a few reasons. One, Norman Powell is a little bit older. I believe he's 29 right now. Is is that how old? Or 28? He's 28. turning 29 before the before the end of the season. Yeah, uh, he's also in the first year of a five year, 90 million dollar deal, which is not. I don't like that. Uh, I don't want Norman Powell at his age on a contract for the next four years with the pit. I just don't think it really makes sense or, or lines up with that. And also, like you said, I, I, I would rather get a wing and I feel like there's probably other offers I'd rather take. I want someone younger uh, before I take someone his age, I'd rather get like a pick. I'd rather take like what you said with the Hawks, possibly if they want to give up two picks or something, I'd rather take two picks and try to get someone, two guys younger to fit the, fit the rebuild, than go get Norman Powell. 
Um, I know James said in, in his article that, you know, in here that he 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 likes it because the Pistons may be wanting to uh, turn the corner sooner rather than later. Uh, I just don't know. I, I don't agree that Norman Powell or this trade is the one to do it with. They have a lot of cap space to be able to try to turn the corner. I don't think Jeremy Grant for Norman Powell is how you try to do that. I think Jeremy Grant, you need to be getting as much value for the what, how am I how, should, how am I trying to say this? I want Jeremy Grant to net them value that's going to be like still what's the word like continue to stack up your young guys or stack up your a young more prospects. long a more long term type yeah. yeah so if Norman Powell was twenty four it would intrigue you a lot more yeah than the it, fact, yes yeah and I understand that like I get it like the twenty eight year old part of it is definitely the like I someone who would tell me no Bryce I would want nothing to do like I'm not gonna like like I'm gonna I understand your side of it wholeheartedly and I'm not even saying I'd be jumping for joy but I also wouldn't necessarily hate it. Like, and I think part of that is depending on how fast you want this to happen. Um, the part that I really dislike again, and I think a lot of listeners will disagree with this, but I I'm fine with Killian in the starting lineup. Like I think Killian can be successful as the, the, the one Kate is the two Sadiq is the four. I think the, the positions this team needs to get better this offseason is the three and the five. I think that's where they need starters. I think Sadiq Bey is a starting four, man. He can play the three, but I think he's better at the four. I think Isaiah Stewart's your first big guy off the bench. Go! I would love to see them getting a, a bucket getter at the three and a lob threat rim protecting five. And I would be super, super happy however that happens. Yeah, and, and another thing with Norman Powell, he's 6'3", and I, I really like the switchability and the – and the versatility that the Pistons have currently with Cade and Killian in the backcourt, they're both of them above 6'5", long wingspan, strong. Uh, Hemdu Diallo, Sadiq Bey, as they said, they're really switchable across five positions. I want to kind of keep that. Uh, and with Norman Powell, you don't have that, and he's not that much of a defender either. So it's like, I, I, I don't want to lose that right there. So that, that would turn me off majorly from this trade. If he was like 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, yeah. maybe no. I consider it a little bit, because now you can you can still keep that versatility defensively, but... Now you're yeah. talking about made, putting yourself at a major disadvantage there. No, I agree with that. Like the 6'4 the definitely matters there. So you brought up the defense. So here's something that surprised me yesterday when I recorded with uh, the Wizard on the Wizards podcast. And that he was telling me, Matt was telling me that Denny Advia is actually a guy that gets after it defensively. Like a guy that wants to, um, uh, you know, nobody guards Giannis, but is like, I'll take on the defending Giannis. I'll take defending this guy. Like I'll, And so I was like, okay, like I haven't seen a ton of Wizards games. So when he, the way he was talking about Denny Advia, I was like, that sounds like a guy who maybe actually could slide into the three spot for this team. Now the shooting is an issue with Denny. Um, but whenever he was talking about that, I was like, this, this kid might fit the mold that I think a lot of Pistons foresee with a Killian Cade, you know, backcourt of defense and switchable. So you, you brought up Washington, and we can talk about Denny after this too, if you disagree with this trade. But continuing on with the athletic and what they offer, what these beat writers offer, the Washington Wizards in this one, their beat writer, he offers the Pistons KCP, who you guys all know too well, um, Thomas Bryant. 2025 lottery protected first round pick 
or two years after a draft pick old committed to OKC is settled, whichever occurs first. Uh, that last part's confusing. I'm not going to. They, they have time they with have that. something with a with the John Wall trade. They have something about how they kind of like what the Pistons have with the Rockets, right? Like we couldn't. Oh yeah, yeah. Our first round. The the they have something like that from the John Wall trade. Okay, uh, so that a lottery protected 2025 first Thomas Bryant and KCP. Bryce, are you are you are you down for this one? Out. And I really right. like Thomas Bryant, and he finally played. I think Wednesday night back from his ACL. Um, but no, thank you. Yeah, I'm also out on this one. I don't want to bring KCP back, especially on the contract that he's being paid right now. Um, and also Thomas Bryant, if this was like, if this was before he tore his ACL, I'd probably be more interested in this. Or was it his ACL? Achilles? It was I think ACL. it was ACL, yeah. Yeah, so before he tore that, I would be probably all, I, I wouldn't say all for it, but I'd be more interested in it than I am now because of the Pistons' need for a center. And I like Thomas Bryant when before he got hurt. We have to see what he looks like now that he's hurt. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm all the way out on this one. I I don't the Wizards don't really have what I'm looking for here. I, me and Bryce talked about this off air before. I want Rui Hachimura if any trade for Jeremy Grant is to happen. Uh, Rui has to be a part of it, uh, and I'd love to have Daniel Gafford. But as Bryce told me, Daniel Gafford cannot be traded until what was it, April 17th? You said April 12th, I believe. April 12th, so he just can't be traded. Trade and be gone by so. Then. I recorded it is Matt Moderno on the Believe in Wizards um, podcast, and he said Daniel Gafford would absolutely be untouchable, even if he wasn't, even if it wasn't the case with the trade. Like he he acted like there's no way. I'll tell you the trade. I, I threw out Denny and Kyle Kuzma to him, and he didn't like immediately say like no, there's no chance of something like that, which I thought was interesting. And I know Kyle Kuzma has been this and that, whatever. Like. Kyle Kuzma's having a really good year, and Kyle Kuzma rebounds the heck out of the basketball. Um, again, not necessarily shoots it great, but there's a few little combinations there. The problem with Washington, and you and I went back and forth on this, is you almost have to take back Bertans in a yep. trade, and that contract is brutal. Yeah, I'm Washington, you're out. <laughs> this trade right here. This one is the one I really like. I think I've said this to you before, this player that's going to be included in this. I'm interested in getting for the Pistons. But this trade, I'd be interested in this trade, man. This is the New York Knicks. The Knicks are still in the market. They're still in the trade discussion. They were rumored being interested in Jeremy Grant. Now, whether they still do it with Cam Reddish, I think they possibly could still. They're still trying to win. Uh, And you can add Jeremy Grant with Cam Reddish with the other guys there. They could probably look look a little bit better. But let's just say... They're still interested with Jeremy Grant, even even though they got Cam Reddish. This trade offer from the Athletic was Alec Burks, Nerlens Noel, Ob Toppin, and a 2022 first round pick, top ten protected. I'm taking this deal. Are you are you taking this one? I know I know I may be in the minority here, but I'm 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 taking this one. I know that a lot of people. I've actually floated out because I'm I want I take Ob Toppin. Obi Toppin is who like interests me here, along you like, with the, you like Obi. You like Obi. I do. I I very I I think Obi has improved greatly this year, and I really like what he would bring to the Pistons. A lob threat, very athletic guy. His motor is off the charts. Uh, I also like Alec Burks as well. He's on a I think he's on a decent contract, and he also feels like that role that you've been talking about with the off guard. He could probably bring that off the bench if you needed to, scoring wise. Uh, and also in Orleans Noel, the Pistons need a center. A guy who's a lobster, and I feel like he's also that center too. I, 
and a 22 first round pick top 10 protector. I think that's good too. I think, I think you get a lot with this uh, here. Is that so, the Nick is that's the Knicks 2022 pick? Yep. So that's probably gonna land with the Pistons. Yep. Would probably. That, that's ta- that's why I'm interested in that. One. You're talking me into it. Um, I'm, if you guys see me like looking on my phone, it's so I don't mess with the internet on my, my MacBook. So I'm looking up contracts and numbers. Nerlens Noel is only 27. He was the guy I wanted them to sign this past off season. I think we've talked, we know we talked about that when they ended up with, um, Kelly Olynyk. So yeah, it looks like he's on a decent contract. Um, I've never been an OB guy. I think that's my sticking point, but I, I would be happy with OB coming off the bench for the Pistons. So you slot Noel in at probably the five, who is a lob threat and a rim protector. Pushes and doesn't Stewart. Need, he doesn't need the ball. He's a low usage guy. He's going to play his role. Yep. Stewart can slot into a role that best fits him. You bring him and Toppin off the bench. Not a lot of shooting there, but man, those guys are going to play hard as heck. Nobody's going to want to play against those two in a second unit. And... Yeah, I mean Burks. I mean he lit the the Pistons up here. What just a couple weeks ago? I mean the yep. Pistons win that game if he doesn't go bananas. Um, you know I, that's one thing this team is missing from. You know I feel like Wayne Ellington kind of was that guy, right? Like that he yep. would last last season he would just bang shots and keep them in games and stuff like that. Um, and you know Frank Jackson's obviously hurt right now. So just to throw this out there to you too, Alex Burks over the last three years from three point land thirty eight percent, forty one percent, forty one percent. And he's a he's a guy you play for like a year and then you you flip him whenever a yep. team needs shooting. Six six, I'm telling you, coming off the bench, I'm taking it, Bryce. I, I'm taking this one, man. The thing is, I think I think this one, I really do. Like even if you're not that high on Obi Toppin, I, I feel like this trade you're getting a lot here. You're getting a guy who can help you contribute off the bench in Alex Burks. Uh, you can flip him in like a year. He's on a good contract that will be tradable. He, it's nine million this year, ten million next year, ten million a year after that. I think that's a good contract for him. Uh, Newlands Noel, he's going to be a low usage guy. He's going to slide in at the five, exactly what the Pistons need—a rip protector who's a lob threat, pick and roll guy. I really like that for Newlands Noel. And then Obi Toppin, he's a young prospect who I feel like is is improving this year, and I love his hustle and his energy and his his athleticism. His athleticism is one—he's one of the most—he might be the most athletic guy in the league. Like he's he's crazy athletic. And then also you're getting a first round pick, which is probably going to be yours this year. Cause I don't think the, the Knicks are going to be a bottom 10 team in the, in the league either. So I feel like you're getting a pick young prospect and two guys who will play for you this year and contribute. I think you're getting a haul. I'm not going to lie. I, I think I would take it depend. Like if, you know, without having something to compare it directly to like, I think you've talked me into it. Cause I do think Noel could start at the five for the next five years. I think Toppin's interesting. I, I kind of wonder if you could play Toppin as a small ball five as well. Just I don't I don't know how he holds up in some of those situations, but he's like another guy you could obviously throw lobs to and stuff like that. Um, the pick is I think what is the deciding factor for me because yep. that pick probably lands like New York's almost doing exactly what you would want for that pick. Like they're probably going to be in the play in game or like the six seed, and so like that pick could end up in the 12 late to 18 team. yeah and i think that's a decent place to be in for this year's draft just based off the podcasts i've listened to like obviously you want to be where the pistons are going to be in the top few picks hopefully but then like 
you get like six to 20-ish, and a lot of those players are the same. So even if you're at the back end of that, you may still get a guy that could be a, a, a solid, you know, a solid guy off the bench, maybe a fifth starter. Yep, I really like this one. I, I take it, man. Uh, I don't know if they'd still do this kind of trade. Now that they got Cam Reddish, I don't know if they would all fit together, but if they would, i take it. Uh, and the last one, I saved this one for last because I don't, I don't think any, either of us are are going to take this. Is this one, the but, Lakers one? Yep. No. Do, you even, do, do I even do I even mention this one? No. I would rather ask you this: Do you think Jeremy Grant and Julius Randle fit well together in New York? Probably not. That that's that's my thing. Every time the New York thing comes up, is like I don't necessarily picture that working out great. I know I know Jeremy can play the three. Like I get it. Um. I just don't know that that's a great fit, those guys next to each other. So, like, that's what interests me the most. Like, and no, like, I don't want THT. So, the Lakers can, no. <laughs> can piss off. They can, they, can go, yeah. they can go get them out of there. Yes. Sorry, <laughs> so to, lock, sorry to Locked On Lakers. I apologize. No, it's fine. I was actually just talking to Locked On Lakers host Andy about this, and he was like, don't worry. I understand. You guys don't take that. I wouldn't take it either. Like he was, I, he, he I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> but all right. So running a little bit long here, but I'm going to give Bryce a little bit of a chance here. Bryce, the Pistons lost by 46 the other night. <laughs> I came on the podcast, a, a, a defeated man. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I'll give you the floor. I'm going to, you know, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, I'm going to, I'm going to put, I'm unplugging my mic. So I actually didn't get to watch this game live. I was coaching a game, my high school team. We actually lost a heartbreaker to a, a really good team. But I watched it the very next day. Koo and I were actually texting back and forth as I was watching. He's like, tell me when this happens. Tell me when this happens. I want to know what you think when this happens. Like, what do you think about Killian? Um, which it, I, I do think it was interesting. They staggered those minutes. It was a weird way of doing it. Like, they took Kate out for, like, only two minutes and then put him right back in. Like, but I guess I shouldn't, you know, judge how they do it. It happened, which was good. Um, to see Killian get that usage and those guys staggered. They were coming off a of back-to-back. It was the second, you know, the big win over the Jazz where they probably shot way above their heads. And usually you see a regression to the mean. The first, you know, what's crazy is they were only down nine at half and then the wheels just completely fell off. And there's no excuse. Fans can blame Coach Casey. They can blame the players. I'm cool with whoever you want to blame. I think you blame all of the above. Like, it just didn't seem like they were ready to play another 48 minutes. And the Bulls are also really, really good and playing really good basketball. That's a good team. That's a fun team to watch. And it's going to be an interesting team to watch come the playoffs if they can survive all these injuries, um, which is another reason that they might be in the Jeremy Grant sweepstakes. But um, it, it was a tough watch in the second half. I'm not going to lie. I got a little distracted Pretty much the whole fourth quarter, I just focused on Killian Hayes and was waiting for all that stuff to start going down. It was rough. <laughs> I got I got nothing else to say about it. I, I spent a whole episode of last podcast talking about how how much how defeated I was, and I, I won't I won't venture into it anymore. It, it got enough for me. Burn that tape. Move on. Uh, all right, Bryce, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here, man. Thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Let everybody know where they can find you, your Twitter, your podcast, and all that. 
Yep, Twitter at Motor City Hoops. Go check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe if you get a chance. So if you're watching this on YouTube, just go over to Motor City Hoops, Bryce Simon, and just subscribe. Content comes out on there sometimes early, even before it drops on Detroit Bad Boys, doing articles for them. As always, cool. I appreciate it. Um, check out the podcast, Apple, Spotify, all those things if you get a chance. I'll link uh, Bryce's YouTube channel in the description below for you guys to go check it out. Uh, make right, sure you guys go it. do that. Absolutely. Uh, I'll catch you guys later. Thank you guys for listening to today's podcast. Again, thank you for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're being available on all your podcast platforms. Make sure you guys go check us out on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. It's the best way to support the podcast. I'm sorry to you guys that Bull Bull will not be a Piston. Trust me, I'm just as mad or disappointed about it as you are. But hopefully the Pistons make another trade soon that brings us some kind of energy or interest level because we need it. Uh, make your second listen of the day, Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. I'll see you guys later. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game tonight. Go Pistons and peace out, everybody.